Welcome to the Courage 1000 Project, the podcast for women seeking the courage to take the next steps in life. My name is Nellius, the story collector, and I'm on a mission to normalize the emotional cycles all women experience so we can end the patterns of shame and guilt that are leaving us stuck, held back, and disempowered from making the next chapter of our lives magical. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode here at the Courage 1000 Project. And today we have a really, really special guest and somebody who's a dear, dear friend of mine, Susan Jane. Now, before we bring her on, I do want to read her bio to you um, because she's an absolutely amazing woman and I want to get it right. (laughs) Now, Susan Jane is known as the Intuitist. She's a published author, inspirational speaker, life business mentor, and has even been the event director of the Personal Growth Expos. She spent over 30 years encouraging people to grow, trust, and utilize their intuition to enable them to make confident decisions in line with their true core values. Now, with three young children, originally, Susan set out about connecting with her local community. She led a successful project with young families, which culminated in a nomination for the Australian Citizen of the Year. She has also had so many other awards come through. I just love her so much. So I know you're going to love this episode too. Um, Now I will add her in. Hello, hello and welcome. I sound so posh. (laughs) You are posh. (laughs) Now, today you wanted to talk to us about learning how to trust your intuition and specifically how this played out for you in relation to having all this time studying a degree and then finding out it didn't exist when you graduated. Like, that's a pretty big thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, (laughs) Yes, it was. Well, look, because I did do the uni degree, the first thing, I I lost you for a moment, there you are. Um, The first thing I just want to do, and this is part of the uni degree, is to break down that the um the question and the, the courage to trust your intuition I, I look at that and I go well what is intuition and for me intuition is the communication between our spiritual self and our physical self so we have two bodies we have a, a spiritual body which I call my soul um, that spiritual aspect um, the spiritual being and then we have that human side that physical human side of it so when the spirit and the, the physical come together we create the human being so trusting that is about trusting the communication between our spirit and our physical. So we're getting that understanding, we're getting these intuitive messages. How do we trust that? So what, what I wanted to bring to this, um, the Courage 1000 project, is the actual courage to trust that because it's so difficult sometimes to understand what information is coming from our physical side, our logic, and what's coming from our spiritual side, you know, the soul. And that is something really hard to trust because it's not something tangible. You can't actually feel it. You can't touch it. There's no scientific evidence to back it up as such. It's just something you have to know. So how do you trust it? (laughs) <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you my story before I tell you how to trust it because that's a bit challenging. <laughs> so, so what had happened was um, I was in my I had my own natural therapies clinic. I had my own house, and my three children, two of my three children, had left home, living with their partners, and the last one was due to go to uni, and she was heading north, and I was looking at going south. 
So what I did is I put a manager in, I put renters in my own home, and I basically left that environment to go to university in the Gold Coast. So I was living in the Sunshine Coast and moved down to the Gold Coast. Now, when I decided to go to uni, there was a lot of intuitive messages. It all, everything fell into place. I remember my girlfriend saying to me, so how do you know you're actually going to get into uni? And I remember thinking, I don't. But if I don't get in in that course, I will find a bridging course that will allow me to get into that course. And I sort of remember thinking, well, where did that come from? And then someone else said, well, how are you going to do uni and still work here? And I said, I don't have to live here and do uni. And then thought, again, where did that come from? I was getting these messages and it was so real and so honest that I couldn't stop going. Like, that was the focus. And there was everything came into place to be able to achieve that. So I did get somebody, I did, did get a manager in to manage the business. I did get renters in to rent the home. Um, my youngest daughter, who was the only one living with me at that stage, did get a place um, in Bundaberg to go to university. So everything, oh, and then I did find a little granny flat on the Gold Coast, right on beautiful Crumbin Creek, um, where I could have my own little space, I could do uni, I had nothing else to look after, just myself and where I was going. So I did. I chucked everything in and basically came to the Gold Coast to, to study full time. And I was 48 years old at the time. So I completed my three-year uni degree when I turned 50. How how was that going into uni as a mature age student? Like that's scary in itself. Yeah, it, it wasn't scary for me as much as because you're so focused on where you're going. And again, your intuition is guiding you and, and you you don't realise you're following it. Yeah. But you ask any of my friends, you ask my family. They thought I was freaking crazy. <laughs> and then one of the things that comes up with the with our intuition, we do things that seem to defy traditional logic. Yeah, and yet it was like so logical to me. When I was in my natural therapies clinic, I, I could work with, say, three or four clients a day. Um, it was physically taking a toll on me and, and emotionally taking a toll on me because I was self-sufficient but living on my own. So it was taking the toll and I knew that I wanted to reach out to more people. Now, I, I don't know why, Melly, and I have to put it down to my intuition, to my soul, to my soul purpose. I know that I am destined for bigger things, but I'm also very frightened and scared sometimes to go for those bigger things. So I've always had this seed of self-doubt in me. When I was, um, when I had my three, I had three children in three years. So um, I worked out what was causing it and stopped, of course, <laughs> as we do. <laughs> but um, in that time, and like like you said in the, the bio, I was nominated for Australian Citizen of the Year. I still didn't feel good enough. Mm. I still didn't feel like I was achieving what I needed to achieve. I still, I remember getting that award or getting that nomination and, and fluffing it off like it was didn't mean anything. It wasn't until like 12 years later that I went, holy shit, not many people get nominated for Australian Citizen. I mean, okay, I didn't win it. That's why I wasn't good enough in my eyes. Yeah. How many people get nominated? Yeah, that is a big thing. That's a huge thing to be nominated for an award like that. And it, it's quite interesting that 
your self-worth at that time was like, oh, it's nothing. Not yeah, even allowing yourself to step into it. <laughs> well, well, it helps when you're living with a, a narcissist or you're married to one, I can assure you. Um, yeah. So where I thought these niggling self-doubts were um, coming through, I certainly was in the environment to allow lots more external self-doubts to come through as well. So there's yeah. constantly getting these self-doubts. So I'd gone through this um, Australian, you know, being nominated for that and, and, I, and I pushed it off like I wasn't good enough for that. I didn't deserve that. And yet I was nominated by somebody else, not, not by me. Um, then so, so with, the, with the uni, it was like I wanted to help more people, couldn't do that in my environment where I was at, so yeah. I decided to go to uni. Yeah. And I studied a public health degree. Now, again, I had all these little niggling doubts that when I when I had the little niggling doubts, I'd sort of put it out there because one of the things I say about intuition is you ask, you receive, and you action. So when I get these niggling doubts, I would ask and I'd say, well, you know, is this what I'm supposed to be? What, what's going on here? And you, you would ask. And when you ask, you're open to receiving. You don't ask without wanting some answers. So all everybody that is sitting there and going, I don't like my life and I don't like where I am, you're not asking. You're not asking for help and you're not asking for guidance. And if you don't ask, you're not open to receive it. No, and, when you, and if you do receive it, if, if you're getting that information because you're not open, because you're not asked, you're not seeing it, you're not aware of it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. If you don't ask, you're not open. You know. You so what were you asking then during this time of the uni degree? Because you said you've had these niggling doubts. So oh, what well, were you was, the, the niggling doubts are probably more the physical aspect of it, whereas the um, intuition side of it is is that guidance and that that pushing forward. So I would go. Um, okay, you know, I want to help more people. How do I do that? Like I can't do that in this environment that I'm in, in as, as a, a clinical um, a natural therapist. I, I just couldn't help enough people for what I wanted. I needed to go further. And the, the information came through, I, uni, uni, you need, to, you need to get some credentials, you need to get some understanding behind it. And I went, oh, okay. The niggling doubt comes in with, hmm, what am I going to study? The niggling doubt comes in, Oh, am I good enough to do that? The niggling doubt is always a physical, more of a physical element to it. Yeah. So, um, and, and it's more of that, the logic side of us, not the imagination, intuitive side of us. Yeah. So you get, you've got these doubts coming through. And again, there's, the doubts are exposed when your friends say, you know, what makes you think you can get into uni? Mm, and you yeah. sort of go, oh, okay, but the, the intuition takes over. So in, in going along that way, every time I'd get a niggling down, I'd say, okay, well, am I supposed to be doing this? Is this where I'm, I'm meant to be going? You know, what am I supposed to be doing? Show me I'm sick of this. Show me some signs. <laughs> I love that angry stage. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still asking. Um, I would go, like, I'd, sometimes I'd get the deck of cards out because I was right into my cards at that stage, get the deck of cards out, and I'd say, okay, I don't want a fluffy answer. I want a yes, no answer. Am I supposed to be doing this? And you know what? Like in a deck of 54 cards or whatever it was, you might have had one yes and one no, and then there was lots of ones that you could take as a yes or a no, but there could be a definite yes and a definite no in this deck of cards that I had. 
I got the yes. And I thought to myself, mm -hmm. out of 54 or 57, whatever, how many cards there was, how synchronistic is getting yeah. the exact card that you're asking for? Mm. And it's they were those that that was that intuitive guidance that helped me go forward to to do uni. So chucked everything in down there uh, up there, moved to the Gold Coast, did three years of uni. Um, I was working three part times full time university. I was working three part-time jobs while I was doing it. So I worked Ooh. at SeaWorld two days a week. I worked as a Indigenous um, uh, personal, no, what was it? Sorry, tutor. Sorry, an Indigenous tutor. I'd help yeah. the Indigenous community at uni. And then I was doing sports trainer, um, which was a Saturday running around the sports field, doing the training and strapping and things like that, which I've done for 25 years. Yeah. So I had these three part-time jobs, working full-time as uni. It was three years of just me, focusing on me, no children. I mean, of course, you helped the kids out when you needed it, but they, they weren't under me, yeah. um, focusing on me and who I was and what I was doing and where I was going. But before that, I had done like three, four years, four years prior to that, I had done a life coaching course as well. That yeah. was before, no, it was, it was longer than that actually. It was in the 90s. It was before Tony Robbins was when he was Anthony Robbins, before he became Tony Robbins. And I did. Before life coaching was actually accepted as an actual career choice. Absolutely. So I don't have the credentials for that because it wasn't a, a, a government-run, like a government-guaranteed course. So I don't have credentials. I've got the course, but I don't have the official credentials. So that's why I did a public health degree. So um, what happened when you graduated then? So I did the three years. This was this is seeds of self doubt. Hey, listen to this. <laughs> what happened was I did the three year three year course. Six months after I graduated, the government changed hands. When the government changed hands, they actually I did a public health degree. Remember, I did a public health degree on health promotion. Mm. Three years, six months after I changed, I finished. The government changed and they took out all of the public health positions that were there for my I for my job. I had studied for three years and there was no job at the end of it. They, I studied public health. You had to go into the public health system and I did, and I studied um, health promotion and they were all gone. There was like, they made redundant, I think it was something like six to 7,000 jobs that Whoa. year. And made redundant, and I think about three thousand of them were in the health promotion um, area. So mm. I could have moved states, yeah, to to get a job. I, I certainly some of the people that I went through uni with did, um, but that's not what I wanted to do. Um, so yeah, I had done a three year uni degree that I intuitively knew I had to do, and I it's cost me over thirty thousand dollars to do it. And I had nothing at the end. Isn't I couldn't. I couldn't get into the private sector because everybody that was in the public sector had gone to the private sector. Yeah. And you just didn't know. So this was all in the works when we were graduating, but none of us knew about it. So to do to know that you did everything right, intuitively right, by my soul's purpose. 
And yet to come out, out of it three years later and think, I, I chucked in my business, I chucked in my home, I chucked in my kids, I chucked in everything to yeah. do this and I've got nothing, absolutely nothing and I'm $30,000 in the red. Yeah. What was your intuition doing at that point? Well, I don't know what my intuition would have definitely have taken over. <laughs> that self-doubt would have definitely taken over and oh, gone, did man. I actually listen to it correctly? Have I heard your intuition? Yeah, I know, exactly. And so at that, probably at that stage, my intuition was was numbed out by my crying, by my blubbering, by my pity, by my feel sorry for me. Look what's happened to my life. You know, I, I had I just didn't know what to do. I just didn't know where to go. Um, and I had to take track of it. And at this particular stage, I was applying for jobs, applying, applying, applying. I had just done a uni degree. I should be on 50 plus thousand a year. Um, nothing. I had to take on a little receptionist front desk position after all the uni, after you know, nominated for Australian citizen, after winning, you know, award, doing courses. I'd done, I had done a, Certificate four of natural therapies. I had done a, a bachelor's degree in public health and health promotion. I had done a certificate four in trainer and assessor. I had done everything and I had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been so frustrating to get to that point. <laughs> it, again, the self-doubt and I had left my relationship at that stage so at least I'd got rid of a lot of that self-doubt around me. The people that I lived with, thought teachers were, you know, you, you teach because you can't do. With that, that was their attitude. And it's like, well, you know, you, you again, you're getting all this negativity, self-doubt around you. It just yeah. sort of starts to overwhelm. Um, but anyway, in, in the long run, that was when I went, well, you know what, I've got all this um, knowledge from the uni degree. I've got an understanding on how to write better. I've got an understanding of how to use um, IT computers, which I didn't have before. I've got an understanding of how to um, structure better when you're writing. I've got all these skills that I've picked up. Let's see if I can do something with that. So that's when I started writing my book, Intuitive Flowers, um, Empowering Your Emotional Goals. And I really, again, there's a lot of self-doubt, still a lot of self-doubt about it. And I really stuffed the book up. Really <laughs> stuffed the book up. Went right into too much detail. So you just couldn't read it. It was it was like a reference book. Mm. And it was probably a couple of years later, somebody said to me, it might even be New Melly or somebody else has said to me, well, if it's like a reference book, why don't you make it a course, online courses? And it was like, oh, ding. <laughs> start to go hang on that conversation does sound familiar <laughs> yeah, it could have been. but you start to go hang on all this stuff that's happening all that time that self-doubt was was there it's allowed me to look at something a little bit differently and try and grab the best parts of it and take that forward because if you're not grabbing hold of the best parts then you might as well just give up there and then. Yes, there's a lot of crappy stuff that happens. Yes, there's a lot of negativity, but there's a lot of good stuff too. We get a lot of good stuff out of that that we can take forward. And that's what I did. I went, okay, get this knowledge, let's get writing. And we and I started writing and I write and I, and my intuition was coming through very, very loud when I was writing, like when you were writing your book, Mel. 
it starts to come through and it starts to flow and you start to get that information. Um, my logic kicked in a little bit too much and that's why all the detail came in as well. But I had to get... I had to get that understanding. If a petal, you know, a flower petal means something, for a business that means attraction, who, how you're doing your marketing, yeah. I want to know exactly what that is. I don't have to share all that information. That's where I went wrong. I don't have to share all that information all at once. We oversharers, we know. <laughs> <laughs> that helps when you're an empath. You do tend to do that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so all these little seeds of self-doubt. What I've learned, though, is to allow those seeds of self-doubt to come through. It's okay to have them. It's not an issue. It's not a problem. Allow those seeds to come through because it gives you an opportunity to ask. Mm, I like that. That's when you start to open up your intuition. So I've got a little bit of a doubt. Okay, can I, um, what was the next thing I wanted to do? I want to do, um, oh, pendulums. Okay, so I've got all my little pendulums. I want to do a, a course on pendulums, how to do pendulums. Basic course, really easy. Should I do that? And then go to bed. And the yep. next morning, you'll get the answer. You'll get an understanding of it. And if you don't get it straight away, you're open to get an understanding for it. You're open to get some information. And that's what's really, really important. I like it. I like it. Okay, I want to go back to the emotional cycles that you've been going through throughout this yep. entire story. Because part of the Courage 1000 project is that it is supporting the mission to normalise the emotional cycles that all women go through. Yep. So if I'm listening correctly, you've been starting off pretty much every time with self-doubt, which is fear, going, yep. you can't do this, how dare you? <laughs> who, who gives you the right to think you can do that? <laughs> exactly. The little princess in us stamping yep. her foot saying, I don't want to. <laughs> And then from there, you've moved into the next stage, which is that loving yourself and forgiving yourself for having this fear and yep. going, okay, yes, I'm fearful, but I'm moving forward anyway. And then you moved into that state of self-belief. Yep. It was, I can do this. I am doing this. I am moving. I am and leaving everything. And it doesn't always take away the fear. It just, It's just stronger than the fear. Yes, yeah. Because then from there, that's where I believe your intuition kicks in. Once you've got fear out of the way, you're loving yourself, you believe in yourself, intuition can come through strongly. Yes. And I feel that's exactly the journey that you've been on. Yep. Yep. I yeah. like it. I like it. So what happened for you then after that? Because there's a fifth stage of self, which is just an awesome stage where life becomes magical so what um, were the magical next steps for you? Well, the mag and it sounds like it's a step and it sounds like it's really easy, but, yes, it, it was <laughs> over a period of a few <laughs> I can assure you. Um, so, so what had happened is I, I wrote the book. That was a flop. Yeah, okay. We had to rewrite it, got it a little bit better, um, and then I created these online courses. Now, of course, having these online courses is fine, but you've got to create other things with your business and that's when I started to um, develop other things and I can assure you when this was happening we would go off I went off on lots of different tangents so I did the personal growth expo that was two years of personal growth expo won international business awards for that you know that was all very good but it just wasn't right it wasn't where I needed to be and remember I've got this yearning like this life purpose from my spirit that keeps on going you need to do more 
this is not where I need to be, you need to do more. So I've got this constant um, feeling that I had to be out there more. Now, when I was back in, say, you know, um, with with children and everything else, we didn't have internet or anything. So um, consequently, being an influencer, being doing podcasts, you know, you, you didn't do anything like that. All you had was TV or, or newspapers. So it didn't really make sense to me then. It's starting to make sense to me now. And it's this, it's podcasts and it's um, doing talks, doing TED Talks, doing um, interviews, different things like that. But I understand now that is where I need to go. But, of course, it's okay to say, and I remember saying this when I was a kid, I'm going to be on stage. It's all right to say that because that's all I knew then as a kid, I was going to be on stage. I had my own dance school by the age of 18, so I was definitely going that way. Um, so it's okay to say you're going to be on stage, but I didn't know how. And I remember going to a seminar once and I probably was, this was before I went to uni, um, and I remember thinking there was a lady up there doing um, personal development and, and talking about personal development. And I remember thinking, that's what I'm going to do. It, it's not being on stage dancing or singing. And I wasn't a good singer, I can assure you. Um, <laughs> wasn't being on stage for that. It was being on stage for talking. And then I'm going, well, you know, what does that mean? What does that look like? And it was all about sharing, sharing my information. I had no information. If you asked me probably 10 years ago before I went to uni, what's happened in your life? I'd say, oh, nothing. I've had a boring life. And yet when I think back on it, I have had an extremely <laughs> fulfilling life, um, three kids in three years. I was, I've left my body three times. Um, I have done a life coaching course. I've owned a 90-acre organic crop farm. I, When the kids were little, I used to play in a band. Um, I had my own dance school at the age of 18. Rah, rah, rah. And, and here it goes. For 25 years, I've worked as a You've sports trainer. I've done a lot. And, I, and it's not until you start to reflect back and you go, holy shit, I have done a lot. Um, and, and now I want to share that information. So when you're asking me about that next stage, my next stage is all about, which is what I'm doing now, it's about sharing the information that I have understood and learned and it's in the manner of empowering. And I don't like the word empowering that much because it means I give you permission and I don't want to give you permission. I like empowering. I like to empower so people, women mainly, can come out and feel confident in the courage to trust their intuition and get rid of a lot of those self-doubts. I like so, it. Like, it's almost like you needed exactly the experiences that you've had so you yeah. have something to reference when you're doing these speeches, when you're standing on stage. Yeah, I don't want to tell you. I just want to explain to you this is what I did. This is what happened to me. Can that help you? Can you get a learning from it and understanding from it? So that's where I go. It's all about I love I love teaching people to trust their gut, teaching people to sort of go, you know what, I can do this. I like it. I like yeah. it. Okay, <laughs> final question for you. Okay. If you could go back in time to talk to yourself before this all started, what would you say to yourself? Um, oh, that's a little bit hard because I, I really think there's, there's times where I wish I had 
stepped up and said what I was feeling. Um, as a, yeah, okay. Um, I remember this one particular time when I was in primary school and I was heading home from primary school and I, I was with my sister and I said to my sister, mum's in a bad mood, look out, mum's in a bad mood. And my sister said, well, how do you know? You know we're not even there. Now, mum being in a bad mood could have been her period. I didn't understand what periods were. I was in primary school. Um, so I'm not saying my mum was always in a bad mood, but I knew <laughs> she was this particular time. And when I get, got home, my older sister really gave me a hard time because she almost blamed me for mum being in a bad mood because I called it interesting when I left school. It was a real turning point for me to go, shut down, don't talk about other things because I thought everybody knew when when you walked into a room. I could tell everybody what everybody's emotions were. I, I got that. That was pretty easy. I didn't understand that other people couldn't do that. So walking out of school at primary school and going, mum's in a bad mood, and then getting getting roused on by my sister when we got home because mum was in a bad mood made me stop saying what I was feeling. Yeah. That's the part I wish I could have gone, I would go back to and I'd go, don't stop talking about how you're feeling. Stop holding it in. Oh, and that's a really powerful message. Yeah. Don't stop saying how you're feeling. Yeah, yeah. That's huge. And it must have been, it must have had such a strong impact because even in my marriage and everything else, I never spoke about how I was feeling. I, st I still sometimes struggle with it. Yeah. And I think I struggle with it because I can feel what the other person is thinking or feeling. And so when you're feeling that, you don't want to hurt them anymore. You don't want to take them down that path. And so you, you turn off, you cut off. Ooh, so, yes, that would end up in a huge conversation about empaths there, couldn't we? <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. We can go off tangent anywhere. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, I think that's a really strong way to finish your segment too, is that yeah. to don't stop feeling. Keep expressing what you're feeling. Allow yourself to be open to feel it because that is part of your intuition as well. It's all interlinked. Yeah. And the, and the difference with nowadays is that you can connect with people online to discuss and, and chat about that sort of stuff I had no one when I was learning my spiritual stuff when I was trying to get my understanding all we had is books so we didn't have anyone that I could bounce ideas off of um, my ex-husband sent a book one of my books which was called um, The Course of Miracles and I'm, I'm sure your listeners would have heard of The Course of Miracles um, A Course in Miracles I bought that book and I lost it my ex-husband sent it to my father and told my father I had joined a crazy spiritual sect. Um, and so my whole family were against me. Another reason to go. Yeah. And, and of course, the miracles, it's basically just 365 nice sayings and stories and you learn as you go. And that's all it was. But it was like, you know, yeah, <laughs> lots of lots of things. So even if you can't, Talk about your stuff locally around your family. Um, there's lots of lots of ways that you can connect online now and talk to people or even chat about it or get more information that way. Yeah. So um, don't stop feeling and expressing. I love it. I love it. 
And if you want to reach out to Susan and explain what you're feeling, because you need somebody safe to talk to, you'll find Susan's details below this episode, regardless of what platform you are on. So thank you so, so much for coming on the show today, Susan. And I have no doubt you're going to be back one day soon. <laughs> I certainly will if you have me. Yes, please. <laughs> well, we have lots of stories to share together, don't we? <laughs> we do. We do. We can go into a lot more detail. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so thank you so much for being on the show. And I'll just do our quick wrap up. So um, join us next week for more stories from amazing, amazing women as we continue on this mission of normalising the emotional cycles that all women experience and helping you to find the courage to take those next steps in life. Um, and until then, love and kindness, everyone, and we will see you next week. If you'd like to join me on my mission to normalise the emotional and intuitive cycles all women go through, join my free community at nellies.com.au.